Stories, fables, ghostly tales. A tale of accidental time travel, warping into the past via maelstrom of chaos and a stuck automobile. What would you do if you literally stumbled into the past? How would you escape? And what if you stumbled straight into a dire and dangerous situation that was about to go off with a bang? Welcome, you lovelies, to your Monday remastered story straight from the clock vault. Tweaked and cleaned up like the dust off an old book, ready for your lovely ears. Your old-time radio episode titled The Past and Present is ready and just around the corner. So strap yourself in, mates, for a tale that tests time. Enjoy. Sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. Do you like ghost stories? Do you like to feel the blood run down your spinal column like the mercury in a thermometer that's been plunged into ice-cold water? Throughout the ages, people enjoyed listening to tales of the supernatural, although few believe the supernatural exists. I was one of those cynics myself until I heard about Kay and Larry Cowling. Now, I'm not so sure. The subject of time has a great deal to do with our preoccupation with ghosts. On one side of the fence, we have the realists. You live your own life on Earth and don't return. On the other side, we have the romantics. The people who feel that the past is part of the present. The scoffers make fun of them. They demand proof when a ghost appears. And so far, no one has been able to produce a genuine set of, shall we say, supernatural fingerprints. But tonight, we'll leave the realists with their fingerprints and their hard-cold facts and lend them ear to a pair of likable young romantics. The story of Kay and Larry Cowling can undoubtedly be explained logically. That depends, of course, on whether you have a logical turn of mind. Sleepy, darling? No, just relax. <laughs> too many cocktails before dinner, I guess. Where are we now? Well, not too far from New York. I don't think we ought to drive very late tonight, Larry. Especially after those drinks and that big dinner. You're liable to doze off now, at the I'm wheel. I'm being very careful. I'm stay in New York if we could have gotten a hotel room. I will find some kind of a tourist this long the road. It's awfully woodsy around here, isn't it? Yeah, this whole section is pretty famous in the history books. Revolutionary War stuff. According to the guidebooks, George Washington must have gotten around an awful lot. <laughs> he seems to have slept in every house around here. Yeah, the tourist places use that gag. To come on for gullible Middle Westerners, like us. Wasn't New York wonderful? Oh, boy. I wish we weren't going home so soon. Oh, we can come back sometime. Honeymoon can't last forever, sugar. Papa's got to go back and make a little dough. Oh, it's too bad we couldn't stay on longer, though. I was dying to buy a few antiques. Oh, listen, half that stuff is phony. You get hold of a rocking chair, kick it around till it looks like it's been through a war, then up the price and tell you Alexander Hamilton used it. Oh, you and your hard-headed realism. You've no romance. None at all. 
Well, wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> now, what you driving? Rain? Looks that way. Been threatening for half an hour. Now we'll have to find a place for the night. Oh, here she comes. I'll close that window, honey. Goodness, it's a cloud. We won't drown, but I can't guarantee the car. I knew we should have kept on the main highway. This road will turn into a mud hole inside of five minutes. Are you sure you know where we are, darling? New Jersey, somewhere. Now, we'll stop at the first house and check our directions. Larry, look out! Phew. That was a close one. Oh, now I don't know whether we can get out or not. No, I don't think so. No, nope. we're stuck, Kate. Here? Oh, darling, I didn't pick this spot. Well, we'll try it again. No, it's no use. We're stuck fast. <sighs> now what? Well, we stay here until the rain stops. But it's getting so dark, Larry. Would you prefer to walk? In this rain. Wait a minute. What's that shining through the woods? It looks like a house light. Well, it doesn't seem bright enough for that. Oh, well, we may as well take a chance. Come on, honey. We'll make a run for it. Ready? Uh-huh. Let's go. That's a house, all right. I can see it now through the trees. Look at it, Larry. A real colonial mansion. Hurry, come on. I'm going as fast as I can. Oh, coming down like crazy. Hey, get under this tree, Kay. Mail it up in a minute or so. If we try to cross that clearing, we'll get soaked. Right. Did you see the house again when that lightning flashed? Yeah, all shutters and white shingles. There's some kind of a lamp burning over the door. Ah. It's like candlelight from here. They seem so quiet. Well, there must be someone there if the lights are on. We can't stand here all night, darling. The rain's getting at us even through the trees. Here, pull your coat over your head. Oh, Larry, my head, it fell off. Oh, where is it? I can't see it. Wait a minute. Oh, never mind. The hat's ruined anyhow. Come on, let's make a dash for that porch. Come on. Ah, here we are. What's that sign say over the door there, Kay? Ye olde Sunnyside Inn. <laughs> Sunnyside is right. <laughs> well, it must be a hotel, Larry. Isn't that a break? I hope they got a room for us. Where's the doorbell? There isn't any. Oh, here's a knocker over here. Oh, I can see it's going to be one of those quaint little joints. Larry. What? Look over there. Why, they're horses. With saddles on them. They're hitched to those posts. I, I've never seen saddles like that before. Oh, good evening. What do you want? Well, a room if you have one. We're not taking strangers in tonight. You run a hotel, don't you? Find another spot to tether your horses. Tonight the place is closed. Bring them in, Bess. No fit night for a dog. But that... Who is the sea woman? Come in. Well, thanks. Go in and send to your guests. The throats are parched and they're calling for you. All right, all right. Where are you from, Cilla? Uh, La Porte. La Porte? In France? No, uh, Indiana. Indiana? What in the name of Satan is Indiana? Why, it's... Why, you don't know where Indiana is? 
Say, what kind of a gag is this? Gag? Yeah, what's the idea of that get-up? You speak the King's English, and yet your language foreign. So is your dress. Well, no matter. You're here for the night. Set yourself at that table, and I'll see you about your lodgings. Larry, isn't he queer? <laughs> you got a load of that outfit? Knee breeches and a wig. And the old lady, <laughs> she was wearing a costume. Well, he'd certainly do it up brown in here. Well, what do you mean? Well, this atmosphere, it's, it's like a masquerade. You think they're just putting on an act? <laughs> well, of course, Kate. I'll bet the tourists eat it up. But why was she so rude to us? They didn't sound as if they were very anxious to have guests. All part of the background. I think it was kind of cute if we weren't so wet. Larry? Yeah? Look at this room. Well, what about it? Just a bunch of antiques. But these antiques are new. So what? And look at the candles along the walls. They don't have electric lights either. Oh, part of routine, that's all. I'm not so sure. You're not so sure of what? Something about this place. It frightens me. Oh, now, look, don't be silly, honey. But look at the guns leaning against the fireplace. Old-fashioned muskets. Decorations, probably. If they're decorations, why aren't they hanging on the wall? Why are they so shiny and new? Search me. Larry, let's get out of here. Now, honey, it's raining cats and dogs. As long as we've got a place to stay, let's keep it. May not be able to find another, and that car won't budge. The old woman's coming back again, Larry. I brought you two tankards of ale. The warmy bones of it. Ale? Oh, sounds okay. I'd rather have martini, but ale will do. Martini? Dry. Is this martini, fish, or fowl? Uh, a martini is a drink, lady. Well, thanks for the ale. Boy, this stuff's good. The Hoskins house is noted for its brew. <coughs> oh. Oh, it's awfully strong. Oh. Who knocks? Oh, no. Your Excellency. Has he arrived? Not yet, Your Excellency. Larry, he's dressed like the others. Pray be seated, Your Excellency. I'll tell my husband you're here. Who are these two? Travelers, Your Excellency. We gave them shelter from the rain. I told you to take in no guests. It was Hoskins. Never mind. Went to prepare my quarters. In all haste, Your Excellency. Uh, a pretty rough night, isn't it? I don't know you. Oh, my name's Cowling. Uh, this is my wife. Uh, how do you do? Good evening. And uh, your name? You don't know who I am? I don't believe we've ever met. <laughs> met? <laughs> well, really. What's he laughing at? I don't know. The man is rather rude. What was that you said? You heard me. Larry, please don't start anything. Yes. Tell your husband to hold his tongue. If he displeases me, I may have to cut his off. Why, I'll kick your teeth. Larry! What am I supposed to do, stand for his lips? He's got a pistol in his hand. Hey. (laughs) You needn't fail. I'm not wasting this bullet on such as you. I am saving it. For a friend. I've never seen a pistol like that before. It looks like a museum piece. Your remarks are as stupid as your countenance. Keep them to yourself. Now, this museum piece may make some conversation of its own. Your Excellency, your quarters are ready. Good. I'm to be called one hour before the dawn. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. What kind of a joint is this, anyway? Larry, I'm afraid. Of what? These clowns? Getting a little tired of the act, that's all. But, Larry, maybe they're not putting up an act. What? Suppose... 
Suppose they're insane. What? The whole silly lot of them? Why do they call the tall one your excellency? And the way they bow and scrape and talk. Harry, this isn't a musical comedy. There's something wrong. Well, you... You don't think we've accidentally stumbled into a nut house, do you? Whatever it is, Larry, I don't like it and I want to leave. Where's your handbag? Over here. Come on, let's get out. Hey, I can't open the door. The head is hold on it. Wait a minute, maybe I can pry it loose with... And where you are, sir. Larry, he's pointing a shotgun. Hey, what's the idea? Are you trying to leave? Well, uh, we, uh, we thought if... Well, we'd see if we could get our car out of the ditch. Car? Automobile. Your language is the devil's own. And so are your garments. Stand away from the door. Stand back, I say. Harry. It's all right, honey. Take it easy. What's the idea of the artillery? Uh, this a holdup? You're staying for the night. No one leaves here until the dawn. Don't show your back again, Sarah, unless you'd like both barrels between your shoulder blades. Your ale, Seth. Good. We'll drink to his excellence. I don't think I want any more ale. It's much too strong for me. We'll drink to his excellency. Do I make myself clear? Better humor him along, honey. Wait for an opening. To his excellency. Uh... To his excellency. Oh, boy, this stuff is dynamite. A toast now to Tom, a wise president and a just one. Tom? President of what? Our country, you fool. Oh, but his name isn't Tom. Is your woman being disrespectful, sir? Oh, but I... I... Wait, 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 wait. wait. All right, Mr. Hoskins, uh, we'll make a toast. To the President of the United States. The Right Honorable Thomas Jefferson. But Larry, Jefferson was president in 1804. One hundred and fifty years and more is a long, long time. And since the year of our Lord, 1804, many men have gone to their just reward. How many of these have returned, even for a short space of time, is a question that might be answered by the romantics. And only a realist will insist that none have returned at all. Your room is here. You will remain inside for the night. When the sun rises, you will be permitted to leave. Are you keeping us prisoner here? It were best for you, young man, to mind your tongue and shut your eyes until you leave. The affairs of this house tonight do not concern you. Larry, don't argue with her. Remember, Hoskins will use his musket if you so much as raise your voice. And when the dawn appears, keep well within this room. Your lives may depend on it. Good evening to ye. Sleep well. She's locking us in, Larry. Yeah. Let's see where the window leads to. Now... Too much of a drop. We'd be taking a chance if we tried to climb down. What do we do, Larry? I don't know what those screwballs are up to, but maybe I can think of a way to get out of here before morning. You know, I'm beginning to change my mind. About what? I'm not so sure they are crazy. You're not? Now, they have had a stronger effect on you than I thought. Well, things they say are odd, but there's one way they might make sense. Oh, how? If those people were living in colonial... But they're not. They're living now. This is the 20th century. I'll bet my last five bucks we've just met a bunch of refugees from a padded cell. Say, what did you mean if they were living in colonial times? I don't know what I meant. I'm so confused I can't think straight. Well, why don't you try to get some rest, honey? What are you going to do? I'll figure a way out of here. Maybe we'd better not try. No, they don't worry me. 
It isn't that. No? Somehow, I want to find out what she meant when she told us to keep well inside the room at dawn. Say, what's got into you? Larry, I have a feeling we're living something that we'll never be able to explain to anyone. Well, I only wish you'd explain it to me. Oh, you'd only laugh. No, I wouldn't. Come on, what is it, Kate? Tell me. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, you mean ghosts and things like that? Not exactly. Well, then what? Well, these people, Larry, they, they exist. Well, I mean, we see them, we talk to them, and yet... I don't think they're alive. Oh, hey, now, take it easy. You need some rest, honey. I knew you wouldn't understand. Why should you? I don't understand myself. They're nuts. That's what they are. Crackpots. And when we get out of here, I'm making a full report to the local cops. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, come on. Lie down over here, baby. Aren't you going to try to get some sleep yourself? No, I... I've got some heavy thinking to do between now and morning. Preparing to get us out. I why I didn't think of this before. I'm going to tear these sheets into strips to make a rope. I'll lower you from the window first, then follow you. Well, suppose I see us, Larry. Oh, we'll have to take a chance. The dawn's coming up. It stopped raining. Yeah. Trees look so unreal. It's, it's like a dream, Larry. The whole thing is like a dream. Then it's time we woke up. Okay, baby, come over here to the window. Are you scared? Just a little. You'll be all right. Here, help me with... Oh, a rotten... Oh, what's the matter? Oh, look at that clearing down there. Larry! Yeah, six of them. They'd spot us in a minute if we try to get out. What are they doing? Looks like they're holding some kind of a meeting. Oh, wait. Hey! Larry, it's a deal. Oh, holy smoke. Those men over there are doctors. Look at the instruments on the table. Oh, the two in the middle must be seconds. And the guy in the white shirts with the pistol... One of them is a man we met downstairs. The one they call Excellency. Yeah. Where have I seen the other one before? I've seen him too, Larry. Or at least I've seen his picture. They're back to back now. Now I know why they let us in here and kept us prisoner. They kill each other, Larry. Oh, steady case. Steady. Ladies and gentlemen. One, two, three, four. Larry! The one on the right just shot into the sky. He did it deliberately, Kate. The, the other one. Well, look at him. Well, look at the coward. He's taking aim, Kate. He's... Wait. Well, I hope you're enjoying our excursion into the supernatural. But I'm afraid Larry and Kay aren't. Somebody's coming in. I'm going to take a sock at him. It's our only chance. No, Larry, don't. They can't if you do. Easy now. You saw the duel? Duel? Now, don't make me laugh. That was murder. You're wanted downstairs in the tap room. Come with me. And mind you don't try any tricks. I'm going to watch for an opening, Kay. When it comes, get ready to run. He's carrying someone in. That guy was shot. Look at his shirt front, Larry. It's covered with blood. He hasn't got a chance. He'll be dead inside of an hour. Put him in the corner room. Surgeons will probe for the bullet. Here are the strangers, sir. I'll take care of them. You stay with him. Well, you witnessed the duel? Oh, yes. uh, We witnessed the duel. Come into the tap room. Huh? Where's the hero? Where's His Excellency? He did a very fancy job. Be quiet. He's got a wonderful sense of fair play. What do they call him besides Your Excellency? The butcher? I said be quiet. Oh, I won't be quiet. This man is a murderer. He ought to be jailed. 
Were you referring to me? You're darn tootin' I was referring to you. Your opponent deliberately fired into the air, and then you killed him in cold blood. Your language is offensive, sir. Well, that's too bad. I demand an immediate apology. How would you like a punch in the jaw instead? Larry, please. I see you still don't know who I am. You young fool, he's one of the best shots in the country. I've just got rid of a major nuisance in my life. Now I shall be forced to wipe out a minor one. You will give me satisfaction on the green tomorrow, sir. No. And meanwhile, you'll take my glove in your face. I work without gloves, brother. What? Thanks for your hospitality. Come on, Kay, let's get out of here fast. It's the next turn, officer. About half a mile down. We'll reach our car in just a minute. That story of yours isn't straight, mister. You're spending a night in the cooler. I tell you, it happened just as I described it to you. They were all dressed in those funny clothes. And we saw the dude. Yeah, and one of them was killed. No question about it. He was hit in the heart. He didn't have a chance. Well, Larry, there's the car. You see, officer? See? Still stuck in the road. Oh, where's the house? On the left, about 300 yards up behind the tree. Wasn't it on the right, Larry? No, 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 on the left. Will you make up your mind? Oh, keep us this way. Come with me. You know, I thought I knew every inch of this country. What kind of a house was it? Well, colonial. Looked brand new. It just being freshly painted. Well, there was a porch and a garden in the back. Hey, what's them branches? They're sharp. Well, that's funny. It wasn't as wild as this last night. We didn't have to go through all this underbrush to reach the house. There was a path here. Yeah, and it was clear behind those trees. You sure we're going right? Well, maybe we're... Oh, Larry, look, my hat. I lost it last night, remember? Oh, sure, yeah, look, there it is. Why, we, we probably can't... Larry! Is that the house you're talking about? Why, it, it couldn't be. Let's go up. That house is old, officer. The weeds are growing right up to the door. Yeah. Freshly painted, huh? This stump ain't had a paintbrush on it for a hundred years. Oh, just look at the inside. It's falling apart. Well, we must have made a mistake. Larry, I... look at it closely. It could be the same house. It's were new. You know, I got a half a mind to yank you look, in. Look, I tell you, officer, we weren't trying to kid you. I swear we weren't. Did you have any drinks last night? Just one or two. No, one or two, huh? It must have been plastered, that's what. This shack's been standing here ever since the Revolution, and nobody's lived in it for 90 years. But I... I just can't believe that. Here you are, wise guy. You answer this ticket in the county court tomorrow. I ain't sure what the charge is going to be yet, but I'll figure out one by the time you show up. School balls. What does it mean, Kate? I don't know. Could we have dreamed it? Oh, you know we didn't. Maybe we didn't find the right house. Maybe it's off in the woods over there. Larry, no. Huh? Let's not look for it any longer. Oh, you're right. Better leave well enough alone. Well, we... May as well start back to town. I'll get a tow truck to pick up the car. Oh, which reminds me, I hope I've got enough cash on me. Let's see. Twenty, forty, fifty. Kay. What is it, Larry? You remember the guy who was shot in the duel? Yeah. He said he looked familiar. Oh, take a look at the face on this $10 bill. It's the same man, Larry. Alexander Hamilton. The glove. The one the other man hit you with. There it is on the floor. Say, that's right. It's a gauntlet. And look how old it is. It was no one. Larry. The initials on the wrist. 
A B. B. If the other man was Alexander Hamilton, those initials must stand for Aaron Burr. The man who actually did kill Hamilton way back in 1804. Well, there you are. I give you the story with no apologies and no explanations. The explanations will occur in your minds of their own accord, depending on what side of that fence you're on. A realist might say, for instance, that the Cowlings were rather flighty people, given to rather potent liquids and periodic hallucinations. But then the romantics might retort, where is the proof that it didn't happen? As for me, I take no sides. I've been around long enough to know that sooner or later the facts will out. It's only a matter of time. The clock will be heard again next week, same time. This program was written by Lawrence Clee and Hart McGuire was the clock. Also heard were Leon Pierce as Larry, Wynne Nelson as Kay, together with Fifi Bambard, Tom Farley, Owen Weingott, and Ken Warren. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. Well, mates, that was a bit of a roller coaster. This particular episode was also a bit of a challenge. Really, I was manually tweaking the audio, constantly, which I haven't had to do for quite some time. The past and present is one of those episodes, though, that had a lot of gaps, strange audio skips, and a lot of crackle. But nothing I can't handle. And talk about crashing so hard that you travel into the past, yikes. Our tale today was certainly different, a literal blast from the past for our protagonists, and they were lucky to escape without a bullet through their chests. Hope you liked it, mates. Now, listeners, I want to thank my Ode Night Tea Titan, my majestic Maya, the supporter who sends this podcast to the moon when it comes to support. Thanks to you, mate. I've been flexing different audio editing muscles, and today I've been crossfading damaged audio and removing static skips, so far with great success. Thank you, Maya, for being jaw-droppingly amazing. You're one in a million. And of course, my white tea warlords, Ion Cows and Lee Bauer, you two brilliant people that spearhead each episode like this into being the best it can be with access to OTRs and audio plugins that I would otherwise never have had access to. Thank you both for being so fantastic. And of course, my epic Earl Grain forces, Chad Warren, Just Heather, Paige Marcini, Peter Reveille, Tasha Moncrief, Christina Boyd, Divided by Zero, Dolphin and Cow, Michelangelo Yacone, Tea Time Drinker One, and Solstra. Thank all of you, every single one of you, for your support and dollary dues. I threw all your support right back into production, and I can't wait to do even more with this support over the coming weeks. Thank you. Take it easy, my lovelies, and I'll see you Wednesday for our creepy tale. As always, mates, till next, we make.